we are back welcome back to the talking niners podcast part of the blue wire hustle network it has been a uh, while since we've been on the mics but we are back um didn't want to do another episode with you know full-on consp- uh, not conspiracies but you know hypotheticals so we waited for some news to come out and boy do we get some news i am your host kobe ransom uh joining me as always these days sam what's going on man it's going on it's going on man i mean free agency a lot going on there following the news always fun to do that but yeah man looking forward to talking about all that been a while since we've been on so glad to be back yep and before we get into all the good stuff we'll have to discuss the kind of bad stuff um i think over the week um i think it was michael lombardi said that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, and the two places he wants to go would be Denver and San Francisco. Um, but not about that now. Uh, the past two, three days, things have been getting crazy as far as uh, you know news around Deshaun Watson. Um, he's got some 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 lawsuits against him for you know sexual assault and stuff like that. Um, obviously, I'm. I have no stance on this right now because there's no telling, you know, what's correct and what isn't. Um, the timing of all this is weird. Um, it's questionable because, you know, like a day after he asked for a trade, all this stuff, you know, comes out. Um, but it does affect the Niners in a way because if they were interested in trading for him, I think this is going to halt trade talks completely because now, like, it's one thing if it's like one case and like, it's kind of like, but this is, we're up to seven now. We're up to seven lawsuit cases against him. Um, there's been no criminal charges um, against him yet. Uh, they're all just civil cases, but I mean, either or, I mean, that's still a lot of noise around him. Um, that isn't necessarily good, whether it's true or not. Um, I mean, teams, I mean, it's just cause overall, I mean, as far as in, in my opinion, it wouldn't be a good look to trade for a guy who, you know, has some sexual misconducts, um, you know, accusations against him. Um, because if you do trade for him and those turn out to be true and he's like suspended for however long or indefinitely and you trade assets for a guy who might not even get a chance to play for a while. Um, you know, on top of that, like maybe ever again that the sexual stuff is, is, is true, which I don't, I'm not saying it is, um, you know, there's no kind of evidence towards that, but just kind of getting that out of the way. I just think that this changes the Niners' plans because if they were planning on trading for Watson, this is going to halt things for who knows how long. I don't, these things could last, you know, for months and months until they get it all, you know, all settled. But yeah, Deshaun Watson. I mean, if it was going to be a thing, it might not happen anytime soon. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, and I'm not going to speak on the issue specifically from the sexual assault right. standpoint. I'm gonna, I'm staying neutral right now. I think it's too. I mean, I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, it's not true. And then it comes out that it is true, and then I'm just going to get blasted or vice versa too. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay neutral in this scenario, let it play out. But, yeah, you hit the hammer on the, hammer on the, um, the nail on the I, – I, whatever. I, I My speech is weird. But, yeah, you get – it's Friday. It's all good. Uh, but, yeah, this is – I mean, it's, it's an interesting situation. But I think the 49ers are probably going to wait this out, wait it out. I think all teams are going to wait this out. And I think the Texans were planning on winning this out. From what I've heard that, I mean, you've seen rumors out there that the Texans, they might, they're just going to probably trade him before the draft. They're, uh, Nick Cassara is going to have to do that or else the team is kind of going to be screwed. You saw they made two quarterback moves, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, two signs that Deshaun Watson could be gone soon. So I definitely think he'll be gone soon. 
Uh, time is going to be interesting because you have this right now. Once this gets all cleared up, then I think he'll probably get traded. But right now, I think if you're the 49ers or just any team in the NFL, you're not trading for him until this is all cleared up. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully it's all cleared up before the draft, but you know, you never know how long these things can last. But enough of that. Um, the Niners did what I did not think was possible. They've kept a lot of key players um, that I assume they're going to lose quite a few of them. Um, because before these past few weeks, you know, happened, they only had, what, like $13 million in cap space. And the salary cap didn't go up much. Is that, what, 182 point something? So it didn't It's it didn't well, Yeah, get, 182, 183, somewhere around there. Yeah, so it didn't even get a big spike. So the Niners didn't really have that much cap space to begin with. Um, but then they gained $11 million. And that kind of changed everything from um, likely to be earned incentives that were not earned, um, that incentives that were failed, which was likely Richard Sherman because he didn't play for the majority of the season. Um, he had a mostly incentive-based deal. So they probably got $11 million back from him. Um, and then they restructured two deals of guys that we thought, you know, were going to get cut. And they, there were two guys that we thought they would get money back from. But then the D4 thing happened where it's like, you can't cut him until he passes a physical, which he was not going to pass um, come April 1st. So they tear up his contract. They write a new one. It's a two-year, $24 million deal. Uh, we haven't gotten the details yet. Um, and then they'll restructure Weston Ritzberg, who is likely to retire, which is sad news because, you know, his, he's only 29 years old and his career is getting cut short uh, big time. But, you know, he might not be able to play again, so he's likely to retire. But he restructured his deal. He did the, the Niners a solid on his way out. And they cleared up $7 million in cap space for them this offseason. So then the Niners, I mean, they gained quite a bit of cap space. And that led to them being able to keep guys that I thought would be hard to keep all of them. And they somehow managed to keep they, their their priorities were Kyle Juszczyk, who got signed first, Trent Williams, and Jason Verrett. They got all three of those guys back, which is, you know, huge. Because if they didn't, there was going to be a big hole at, you know, well, I guess fullback wouldn't have been that big of a hole and maybe replace them with, Warner or Dwelly or somebody like that. But um, left tackle would have changed the entire offseason if they didn't get Williams back. Getting, not you know keeping Verrett. And also kept Mosley as well, bringing Mosley back in. Uh, so you have two starting caliber corners on the outside. When you, There was a chance that we would have been going into the offseason without any. Um, so just kind of like for the big ones, like the fact that they kept all three of those guys and the you know them gaining cap space from, you know, uh, Sherman's failed incentives and then the restructured deals from Ritzberg and Ford, it, it was huge. And it really changed, um, you know, the, the outcome of what they're able to do with their own free agents. I thought there was no way they keep all three and they kept all three of those guys. It, that's pretty big time. Had me happy for them during the week. And not only do they keep those three guys, they added two more key pieces to this team. I did not think that would happen. I knew... Maybe you'll get three of those five pieces that you need. You had left tackle, you had cornerback, you had fullback, you had edge, and you had center. Those are the five needs that I think most people thought they were going to fill with free agency. Maybe the drafts, but probably not. You're looking more for free agents there. They get those three guys back. Okay, you got those three guys back. What are you going to do with edge and center? Edge is a bit more reasonable for what you would expect. They get Samson uh, Ebukam, who... I talked about, Kobe and I, you talked about this, I mean, both of us talked about this on 
my show uh, about a week ago, something like that, I think it was. But he was a guy who I thought could be more of a carry Hyder replacement. They're going to use him as a D Ford replacement, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I didn't think he would go for as much as he did, but I do think he's worth all that money that we gave him. So I am definitely all for it. I really like that signing. And the Alex Mack one, I mean, the reason I said, a lot of people saw me on Twitter say Ben Garland should be the starting center for the 49ers. Why? Because money. We didn't have enough money to get a starting center. We didn't have enough money to get a guy like Corey Lindsley or Alex Mack. Psych, we actually do. Alex Mack comes here on what appears to be, it's a three-year, is it, what's the, I, I don't know what it is per year. I think it's like 5.5. I don't 5. know what 5. the details are, but it is three years, yeah. Yeah, it's a three-year deal. I think the initial report, report was a one-year 5.5, so I assume the money's somewhere around there. But that's a phenomenal deal. Just from I know everything's not out yet, but that's just a phenomenal deal for the 49ers. Getting the guy and saving and getting that money to get him, I mean, I do not think we would get five all those five pieces locked up in free agency. And right now, we're lo- really looking set for this draft. We have... A lot of room to trade up and get our quarterback. I did not want to give up our second round pick because I thought we would have a lot more needs. Turns out we don't. We filled most of those needs. All we really need so far is a nickelback. I would say the most important one to fill in free agency right now is strong safety. Jaquaski Tart, you don't know his status right now. Uh, there's a lot of good strong safeties available, and this draft class is very weak for strong for just safety in general. So I would say that's the most important to fill in free agency right now. But you're looking set for the rest of this offseason. You have a few more needs to fill, then you can move on to the draft, maybe find your franchise quarterback. Or if you want to stick with Garoppolo another year, even though I don't like it, he's in a very good position to succeed right now. Yeah, and just kind of like the whole outlook is, you know, starting with the offensive line, which could have taken you know a top 10 top 15 pick to you know replace because if you would let Williams go um some people were saying trade for Orlando Brown which would have been trading more picks for a left tackle who you would have had to pay after one season um so I didn't like that idea um and you would probably have to pay more than Trent Williams because it contrast just go up every year yeah, and, and it's a tackle. and I mean, he's going to get paid, you know, top of the market. Um, and then you have the free agency pool, which was not very strong. Uh, Villanueva is not in his prime any longer, and he would not have been the best scheme fit. Outside of him, there really wasn't anyone else who was really worth uh, whatever the Niners would have had to give them. Um, and then you go to the draft, and, you know, uh, Panay Sewell would be gone. Um Rayshon Slater would be a guy you would have had to probably trade up for. Um, and then there's a guy like uh, Derisaw, who maybe you can trade down and um, get him in the back of the first round. But overall, you know, with the Niners potentially being in the quarterback market, you would have had no shot at all to, to acquire a quarterback because you, you would have had to hand the left tackle because there's no one on this team who would have played left tackle if Williams left. I mean, you could maybe, you know, throw Brunskill out there because they've thrown him everywhere else, but he probably would have struggled at left tackle. So um, from that standpoint, like Williams, losing Williams would have changed the entire offseason. The fact that they're able to keep him, um, you know, keeps their options open. They don't have really any massive holes. Like even if they don't address strong safety and they just try to, you know, fill it with Marcel Harris who got re-signed um, or maybe give it to various more another shot. Um, I know they're they're not, the, you know, they have some, some liabilities um, in their games, but – I don't think they would be bad enough to really be a massive hole in the secondary. 
Um, but it, Williams was probably the biggest one. And then when they when the initial offer came out, they only offered him what four years, eighty million total. I was like, there's no way that gets done. And then you have rumors that the Chiefs are involved, and the Colts have a lot of money and need a left tackle. Um, like it, it was it was a stressful situation. And then the way you know it got announced with him on Instagram, uh, big old silverback tattoo on his back. They even know he had that. Um, faithful forever on Instagram, he says. And then he has the reaction of him um, with his boys celebrating. And then he changed his profile picture to him in a nine uniform. And then he, and then he has the Instagram story, you know, adding Alex Mack like that whole night. You know, that was like one of the better nights. For that was a fun night, and you missed it all because Twitter. you're on the East Coast. So yeah, that's why I, the West Coast is. The I West was Coast. for some reason I was up, but I saw the news hit. I saw all the action. I was like, damn, I'm going to sleep happy. Because um, that was the biggest question mark because, you know, he's the best left tackle in the game. You know, and you just traded a third and fourth round, I mean, third and fifth round pick in the last draft to get him. And if you were the left, you would have had to use that, you know, a first round pick uh, trying to get a tackle replacement rather than, you know, get some depth somewhere else um, or address another need. It would have really sucked. Um, but they got it done. And then they also handled center. Getting Alex Mack, who I do not think um, is regressing. I think his last season, people would say he wasn't that great. Um, Rich Madrid, um, Rich J. Madrid on Twitter, he's put some clips up, and he thinks PFF is 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 not reliable when it comes to what he was doing last season. Um, from what I've seen, he looks like I mean, obviously he's not in his prime any longer, but Alex Mack still looks like still looks like he's pretty damn good, um, and he's also smart as hell. He's played with Shanahan twice before, once in Cleveland, once in Atlanta. Um, that is a, and I know he's older, but I mean at center. I think like his intellect and just his ability to really get the line on the same page. Cause they, early on in the season, there were a lot of, um, you know, situations where the line would allow a sack because they didn't know who was blocking who, um, Alex Mack is great on the line and getting everyone on the same page and making sure you pick up all your blocks and everything like that. Um, it's going to help the guards out a lot. Lakin Thompson was already playing well. If Brunt school, uh, is playing guard for a full season, I think he can play a lot better. Um, cause they've moved, they've moved him around so much, but, I mean, the Max signing was probably just as big for the O line as the Trent Williams signing. Obviously, Williams is much more important because he's the best left tackle in the game. But getting Mac in the door too was fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of backtrack what you were saying in the beginning with left tackle at the beginning. And I mean, getting the left tackle, you got your left tackle, and now you can get your quarterback. If you don't have that left tackle, you can't get that quarterback. I mean, there are left tackles in free agency that are decent. You had. Riley Reef, you had Eric Fisher, but Eric Fisher's coming off an Achilles injury, so you can kind of rule him out. And you had Russell Kuhn, and none of those three are Trent Williams caliber, and you would probably have to find a replacement within the next few years for all three of those guys, in my opinion. Especially, I mean, maybe not Eric Fisher, but the Achilles injury is definitely concerning. So getting your left tackle is massive, and then bolstering that with Alex Mack is also massive as well. I Going into the draft, if the 49ers wanted to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you could look at options like Rayshon Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker. Those are some good options to replace uh, Daniel Brunskill at right guard if needed because center and right guard were probably our two biggest concerns in just bolstering that offensive line. And you still could go with that at right guard, but getting Alex Mack is going to help bolster this entire offensive line, help the right guard position out. And I expect an improvement from Daniel Brunskill next year with Alex Mack next to him. So, Getting getting those two in particular really just t- change our strategy 
for this entire offseason. If Rhett left, there's a, there's a, still a lot of free agent cornerbacks out there. You could have got one of those guys. Uh, if Juszczyk left, you probably could have moved a guy like Ross Dwelly back there or drafted a guy late round like Ben Mason or even brought up Josh Hokut or something like that. And yeah, I mean, it, ju- it changes this entire strategy to this offseason in a fantastic way. So I think really the team's looking good overall with what we did there you fill out I mean just getting those two guys fills massive needs and just kind of closes other possible needs for this team as well so it works out really well for this team in general so I mean overall I have to give this an A plus offseason for us I think the only move that I didn't like was bringing back Emmanuel Mosley for that much money I thought we could have gone a bit cheaper but it is what it is and I think he's going to be a starting quarterback next year that's what it looks like maybe you draft a guy who can Maybe a bit more raw who can either replace Mosley or Jason Everett, one of those guys. So that's my thoughts. But overall, this offseason is going fantastic. And there's still a lot more to come. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and then going back to the Kyle Juszczyk, uh signing that night on Twitter was also pretty wild. With John Lynch coming on and tweeting, you know, hey, Faithful, you guys want some juice? And it's just like, is he hacked? You know, like, is, is this like a real John tweet? And then you have Jet York coming on, and he's tweeting about how much he loves his family and loves the and loves the uh, the people around him. Um, and then he throws the hashtag Kyle out there, and, and then we 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 somehow get that trending on Twitter. Um, and then the next day, we see the Niners, uh, you know, sign use checks to the five year deal, which surprised me. But really, when the details come out, it's really a two year deal, and they can decide whether or not they want to get rid of him from there. Um, but use check is also a big one, just because of. You know, he's one of the first Niners to, you know, come. Actually, I think he might have been the first signing uh, in free agency for Shanahan and John Lynch when they first got to San Francisco. Um, probably a good glue guy, great locker room guy. Um, and then on top of that, his his neat, you know, his uh, role on the offense as a lead blocker. When the Niners um, are, you know, behind in games by a large margin and they can use him more often, you know, just he's kind of just the, uh, as John says, the OW um He's a great blocker for our running backs and really helps out in the running game. Uh, we, we missed him a little bit when we saw him out in 2019 for a couple of games where the running game kind of took a hit. He wasn't great last season. Um, he has some issues in pass protection and things like that, but I think he'll be better. Um, I think he'll rebound. But, yeah, Hughes check is probably the one that people – I mean, he's a fan favorite, so I don't think people were too mad at seeing him come back. I think a lot of people were ex- excited that he um, is back in the red and gold. Um especially after his uh, exit press conference where he was getting emotional talking about, you know, how things can change and he might not be back. Um, so it's almost surprising to see him come back. Um, we thought maybe the Jets would toss some money at him. Uh, maybe Mike LeFleur is uh, thinking of getting, you know, his fullback in there, trying to install that offense. Um, but, uh, and then the Verrett thing too, the fact that he turned down multiple year deals to come back to the Niners um, on basically like I'm going to prove myself one more time and get the bag next year uh, in the Bay kind of deal. I was surprised that he came back um, on a one-year deal when he had better offers out there, especially given his injury history. But I think, you know, he's betting on himself. Um, I hope it works out for him because obviously he could he could get injured and then miss out on all the money he could have had from another team. Um, but he comes back and uh, then we see, you know, the Samson and Epicom. And I know Mosley isn't isn't the you know, the fan favorite, but I think he's a solid player. Uh, we've seen him play solid. He wasn't the best last season, but um, I think he's a solid guy who maybe he slides inside. If the Niners maybe draft the outside corner in the draft, I don't know, you know, 
if how likely that may be. Um, but he can play outside corner, and they played him in Nicola times last year. Last year, so we'll see what they do with him. Um, but yeah, they kept a lot of guys around. Um, and then the DJ Jones signing too as well. That was the one that I didn't see coming. I thought he would, could get tossed a lot more money somewhere else. Uh, he come, he comes back, so now you've got your uh, you know your run stopper. Um, you're you're kind of like your base package guy. He's not gonna, he's not going to be in on like you know obvious passing downs, but on your first and second downs uh, on the interior next to Ken Law, he's going to be big. Um, and also his depth as well. Just having more good defensive linemen on the line. And Sam, I know you're a big DJ uh, DJ Jones guy. I know you love to have him back. Oh yeah, um, man. I mean, yeah, DJ I mean, so Jones. many signings that just I just didn't see coming. I thought there were guys who were for sure to be gone, and they came back. And the Niners, I mean, they're looking good. Um, and then we'll talk about Ebicom next and what he could bring to this team. But yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, it was just it really was a surprising period. Cause I thought we were going to lose quite a few guys, and we really didn't. We only lost with so far. We've only lost Witherspoon and Kendrick Bourne. And yeah, man. I mean, this has been a phenomenal offseason. I didn't even get to talk about DJ Jones. And that guy, I don't know why I like him. I just do. I just like big guys eating him up. Big dogs must see, as I like to say. But DJ Jones coming back, I mean, he has been a pivotal piece to this team um, for the past few years. And I mean, bringing him back, I didn't think, I think he is a replaceable piece, but bringing him back is definitely good for this team. Bringing that culture that he brought, get more barbecue sauce for everyone. Love to see that. But, I mean, there's always good things with DJ Jones that you always like to see. I do think Kevin Gibbons could have started over him, maybe. Or, I mean, DJ Jones might back up uh, if they want to move Armstead inside, play him a bit more there. That's what they could have done. Um, but, yeah, DJ Jones, love that sign, bring him back. And check. you talk about check again. I mean, I'll say it again. I mean, you, you talked about how he was, like, getting emotional about his presser. You know he wanted to come back here, and he did just that. In my opinion, a lot of people are saying five mil. I mean, five mil twenty uh, five years twenty seven mil is a bit too much. Uh, I disagree. It's Kyle Uzcheck. He's such a pivotal part to this team. Uh, I mean, yes, he's listed as a fullback, but does he really play fullback? He really just plays offense. He can do whatever the team wants for him to do. He can block. He can play quarterback. He can be the running back. He can be the wide receiver. He can be the tight end. He can even play left tackle if Trent Williams is down. I don't know. There's a lot going on with Kyle Uzcheck, but yeah, man. I mean, Kyle Uzcheck. Pivotal parts of this team, love to keep him. And I mean, that's the key with this. I mean, that's kind of the theme with this offseason, I should say. You're bringing all these pivotal parts to this your team back. You got Trent Williams. You got your lockdown corner, Jason Ratt, if he can stay healthy. You, I mean, CB1. I'll just say you got your CB1, Jason Verrett. You get Kyle Juszczyk, who's the guy for this offense. You get your speed rusher. You get your center. You get your another defensive tackle, a depth guy that you really need. Those are six pieces that the 49ers have really stressed a lot. Depth on the defensive line, speed rusher, all of that. I mean, you bring you got all those guys locked up within the first week. I think you're looking good. And, I mean, as I said earlier, the offseason is going to go a lot smoother than everyone thought it was. It's really just quarterback right now. That's really the main focus that you got right now. I mean, yes, there's other focuses, mainly depth focuses. But I don't think you're going to get that many uh, pieces uh, in the next, I mean, the first week, you're not expecting those depth pieces. Second week, you'll expect those depth pieces to start signing. So I think that's where you should look out for next week, just those depth pieces. Also, uh, we got some wide receivers signed. I forget his name. Sheffield. Uh, my th- what? Sheffield from the Cardinals. Yeah, Sheffield. Sheffield from Arizona. Uh, my only thought on that, I th- I'm pretty sure he's going to be a guy who's going to be on the 90 do well in training camp and he'll probably uh, get cut. I'm, I would assume with wide receiver, we go with we go. We got Brandon Ayuk. We got Debo Samuel. You got Jalen Hurd. You got Richie James. Those are four. 
I bet you go through the draft to get another one. There's still free agents out there. I know I really want a Keelan Cold. That never happened. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys out there that you can get at free age, uh, for wide receiver through free agency, through the draft. One of the deepest, if not the deepest wide receiver class ever. So wide receiver, I think we're pretty set at. So I think right now I'm, I'm seeing him on the 90-man roster. I don't need to talk about him too much. So yeah, that's my thoughts on him. All right, uh, we got some news. Breaking, not breaking, whatever. Um, so... I'll just start with this. Uh, March 14th, I put out a tweet saying, does it matter what the 49ers do if we don't re-sign Dante Johnson? This offseason is a failure. Well, uh, per Dante Johnson's um, IG story, he is back. So <laughs> the Niners have re-signed oh Dante Johnson. Thank you for listening and have a good night. <laughs> That's all is I got to say. Is he on, I mean, your, is he on one of your awful fives? Yeah, my effing <laughs> awful five. Um, I made a rant about him after the Bills game. I put it on private, but I might have to put it back on public now. Of course, you know, I'm not even surprised by this. Of course the 49ers bring it back. That is the most 49ers move. We do this every damn year, man. I mean, I, I don't get what they see in Dante Johnson. I was really, you know, I had this I had this video. Um, you guys have seen it. Probably the EDP video when Chip Kelly gets fired. I had that video queued up just waiting to tweet out when I hear that Dante Johnson is signing with another team. Waiting to tweet that out because this dude provides nothing good to this team. And what do we do? Bring him back. I'm not surprised by this, but... Oh, man. Just, I mean, just just put the... I, you guys can't see me because this is a recorded podcast, but... I mean, just I'm just rolling my eyes right now. I'm just... Man, of course, of course we did it. I, I don't know what to say. This man's gonna retire a 49er. <laughs> He's a 49er for life. I mean, oh, bro. you know, I'm honestly really interested in what this team sees in him because he comes back every year, does nothing for us. It's got to be something with the locker room. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't get it at all. Uh, yeah, I just. Hey, I said the offseason would be a failure if he didn't come back. Well. It's confirmed to not be a failure because he is back. Um, all right. Moving on to Ebicom. Um Heard his name. Heard the Niners signed him. I was like, okay, I know who that is, but what does he do? So went to go watch his film. Um, and he is for sure going to be um, the D4 replacement um, if D4 doesn't magically come back. So um, he's... He's, he's got some... He's super athletic and super strong. Like, he, he he's fast... He's strong for his size, um, and, you know, there's a chance that he could be, like, I don't want to say he is because, like, Shaq Barrett is, like, you know, one of the best edge rushers in the league now, but, I mean, I think it's, like, a situation where it's, like, he was kind of buried in the depth chart. Like, he only played in base packages for the Rams, um, and he didn't even pass rush all that often. He was sometimes in coverage, just kind of out in the flat because it's kind of because they run a three-four scheme. And sometimes your your outside linebacker is has flat, you know, coverage responsibilities. But I think he's the guy where if he gets more, you know, snaps on the edge and pass rushing downs, he could produce at a higher level. Um, he's got an insane bull rush. Like when he gets a good head start, and you know, he really, you know, is able to just put his power into a dude. Like, he completely dominates. Um, and he's, he's even saying he's not a technician. He's not, he's not a big finesse guy. He's just going to run right at you and try to push you right into the quarterback. Um, I, he, he's exciting. He's an exciting um, signing because, you know, it's like an upside move. It's like 
you know, he he hasn't. I think his his career high sack total is four and a half. Um, but I think his pressure rate was pretty high compared to uh, the rest of the uh, you know edge rushers that were available in free agency. Um, it was towards I think it was top two or top top three um, of the guys who were available. Um, and obviously working with Chris Kosarek, I'm sure he can probably improve some of his game. But every comment, the guy, once I watched this film, like, he's not going to be a guy who's going to come in on base downs and help him run defense. I don't, I don't, I mean, he's kind of just kind of out there, uh, run plays. He doesn't do anything that really, like, like, oh, look at him make it. Like, nah, I don't see that. But as a rusher in, uh, you know, in passing situations, I think, you know, best case scenario, he's like a eight, nine sack guy, um, which off of the edge, opposite Bosa, with Kinlaw in the arm set on the inside, you know, on obvious passing downs, I think. Uh, Ebicom can be quite the piece, um, especially because he was lined up over the left tackle often, um, which is normally the best tackle on the team. And they had Leonard Floyd on the, on the other tackle. He might be he's going to be lined up on the right tackle uh, more often than not with Bosa handling the left tackle. So I'm I'm excited to see how he uh, fits with this team. I think he could have a career year this year with the Niners, which wouldn't be like a stretch because his career numbers aren't that fantastic. But I think, you know, this is something that has some upside to be really, really good for the Niners for not that much money. Yeah, for sure. Before I talk about that, uh, 49ers news, more news. Ian Rappaport just tweeted out that the Packers' five-year starting guard, Lane Taylor, visited the 49ers today. Uh, So another potential right guard addition. That could be interesting to see for this team. Uh, We can talk about that later. Let me just give you my thoughts on Ebukam, if you're cool with that. Um. I mean, I think I again. Can you kind of you let me let me try this again? You hit the nail on the head right there. I messed it up there earlier. We there, there we, we go. go now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the signing a lot. As I kind of said already, I mean, it's a it's a, a speed rusher. He can replace D Ford, and I think also you saw you've seen what the Niners have done with this defensive line. They've gone in guys who have in in the past not been number one guys. You ha- but yeah, now you got your number one guy, Nick Bosa. So he's really the leader of that line. Everyone else is going to be like a number two, number three guy, and they always thrive with that. Always. You saw Eric Armstead in 2019 when he was the number three, number four guy, actually. I would, I would say he was the number four guy. He looked like our best defensive lineman, which is kind of, it's kind of rare you that you see that. So I definitely think that, I mean, bringing him a guy like Ebukam, I think, and bringing him into a deep defensive line where you're going to get help everywhere, the main focus is going to be on guys like Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw. Ebukam's just going to sneak in there like a little snake, slither in there, and just bite the quarterback off with his head and just do that. That's how I like to describe it. I mean, it's always fun getting a speed rush. I think Ebukam's due for a big year, as you said right there. Uh, and he's always—I mean—he's been one of the most underrated players with the uh, with the Rams. That's why I brought him up as a guy who could be a Kerry Hyder replacement at a bit more of an expensive price, but now he's turning into the D Ford replacement at a cheaper price. So I really like this signing. For me, I would give it an A grade. I said this on my stream on Tuesday, simply for the reason that I do think we could have gone a bit more high profile, but hey man, you know, that helped us with Trent Williams, Alex Mack going a bit more low profile, going a bit cheaper. So I'll take Samson Ebukam all day long. I really like the signing a lot, and I think this is going to play a pivotal part to this team in 2021. All right, and um, I mean, we can't ever go without talking about quarterbacks. And so yesterday the news broke that Joe Flacco, yes, Joe Flacco was visiting the 49ers. Uh, they had their visit. He left, but they're still going to be in contact with him as the days go on. So a contract is probably still on the table. Um, I'm assuming, I mean, some people were thinking Bridge quarterback if they deal Garoppolo. Some people were saying he's just going to be the backup. 
Um, some people are saying can Grapple even beat Flacco out in camp. I mean, this is, people are all, are all over the place with this thing, but I mean, my take on it, I, I mean, I still believe that the Niners get cold feet and they don't move off Garoppolo this offseason. I'm, I'm still, until Garoppolo ends up getting traded or cut, I just think he's going to be back. So I'm thinking Joe Flacco was a guy, I mean, he's going to be better than than both Beathard and Mullins last year. Um, he's a safer option to back up than Josh Rosen, for sure, like 100%. Um, and he's a smart guy, so there's a chance that if you do still draft a rookie, um, let's say maybe they draft a guy uh, day two, day three, maybe a, a Kellen Mon, a Davis Mills, uh, maybe a guy like that. Flacco, I mean, Grapple can just focus on playing and trying to stay healthy. Uh, Flacco can be a guy kind of he kind of teaches up the young buck. Um, I think I mean I don't know how likely it is Rosen is to make the roster. He might just be a camp body. Um, but I mean the Flacco thing. I mean just touching on it because it was news and he might end up being a Niner. Uh, my thought is he probably is going to be the backup. I still have the feeling that Garoppolo, that Garoppolo will be back for at least one more year. Um, so that's my stance on it. I don't know what you think about the whole thing, but Niners Twitter was not happy when they saw Joe Flacco was being, uh, you know, looked at as a potential quarterback option for them. Yeah, man, Joe Flacco. I don't really know what to say about that. But uh, here's my thing. Kobe, you said, that you said that Garoppolo would be back, and here's why I don't think that. Why would the 49ers go after Joe Flacco? when they could have given three mil to Trubisky. If Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be back on kind of like a prove-it year for him, I feel like Mitch Trubisky would have been a much better option at three mil. The Buffalo Bills only gave him 2.5 mil. I would be down to give him three mil to be our backup quarterback. And if Garoppolo is struggling, you just bring him in there. I think that's a much better option than Joe Flacco. I don't think you want to go into the year with a guy who was... Actually, no. You're going into the year with an elite quarterback in Joe Flacco. All of that talk about the elite quarterback, that's true. But, okay, no, let's be serious here. Um, Joe Flacco and Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, I, I don't get it. I it, that, that's the, that duo just does not work out, in my opinion. You get two guys, one who is going to be on – I mean, one's on a prove-it guy. One, one's going to be a prove-it year for him. And the other one's going to be a guy who's aging, could be his last year in the NFL. I, I personally would have gone a younger for a backup quarterback. Obviously, it's not done. I, I would not mind uh, Joe Flacco and a rookie – uh, but I, I think Joe Flacco and or and by rookie I mean like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. But uh, Joe Flacco and Garoppolo just doesn't make sense for me. I I don't really see this working out. I mean I well I can I can see it working out, but I just don't get the logic of it. And for the future of this team, it's just like next year you're gonna have to find two more new quarterbacks. Why not just lock up one right now? Uh, and and either like Mitch Trubisky, just have like a back contingency plan in case Garoppolo is not going to do well. Mitch Trubisky, even though he's not the best quarterback, he has led his team to the playoffs or has been a playoff quarterback, I should say. So it works out. But um, yeah, I, I think Joe Flacco is probably not the answer for the 49ers. I think you're probably you you would probably want to go after a bit younger guy. I wouldn't mind a Mac Jones and Joe Flacco either. Uh, but, or Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo either, I should say, or either of them is fine. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Garoppolo and Joe Flacco are going to work out. And that's why I think Garoppolo could be gone. Yeah. I just, until they do it, I don't think they're going to do it. That's just where I'm at. Okay. Update on the Deshaun Watson thing. Since we talked about it in this episode, I kind of, I saw this tweet and I kind of have to talk about it now. Um, at this time, HPD, Houston Police Department, is unaware of any contact between HPD and Houston attorney uh, Tony Busby regarding the allegations contained in his recently filed lawsuits and no incident reports 
regarding these allegations have been filed in our jurisdiction. So the police department of Houston has not been contacted about any of this. And they kind of have wasn't there a report today that they were. I have no idea what's going on over there. Yeah, I know it's, it's (laughs) a complete mess. I saw a report today that they were contacted about and they were involved in it. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I just saw some guys. This is from their, this is from their Twitter account. This is from the Houston police Twitter account. So just so you guys know, this, this is official officially from them. You can go find it on the Twitter account, but they're saying they have no information on this and they have not been contacted by any of this stuff. So, I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but well, I mean, there you go. This is weird. I think one important thing to know, um, I mean, I don't have any experience from this or I don't know anyone who has had experience from this, but from just what I've heard, and I could be wrong about this. Usually the police will get contacted if it's not a, he said, she said thing. So if the police do get contacted, it's usually that there's concrete evidence that one person is right or that one person is wrong. If it's just a he said, she said, then it's usually like it's usually just going to be a dispute between between the thing. They might go to court or something. I don't really know how that works out. But if Houston police is indeed contacted about and they do tweet out about it, then you know that Deshaun Watson could be in some trouble. So I, I don't know if that's true. That's what I've heard on Twitter. I could be wrong, but just throwing that out there. All right, man. I mean, what, what is Houston doing? Just trade the man. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to say Dude, that the city of Houston anything, has but... been in shambles with just all three of their teams. And I'm, I mean, imagine if Houston, their basketball team lost to Cleveland State tonight. That would just be ridiculous. <laughs> but this is, yeah, this is talking Niners. We're talking about the Niners. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, good I mean, to bring it's up that Houston like, like, what is from going an A's on fan, there? From an A's fan, seeing the Astros and their city in shambles always can be a bit entertaining, especially after they stole that division from us multiple times. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else is there to talk about? I think we hit mostly everything. Um, Talked about Mac, Ferret, mostly. Um, yeah. Is there one guy that you want to, to bring in? Um, you know, I think I think I might just leave this, you know, as like just you know recap reactions and everything like that. We'll get back into making predictions later once you know yeah, we kind of sure. have our our list of stuff and we do more research and all that good um you know good stuff. Because now that they have guys signed, I can kind of really really dive into some prospects that they're likely to target since I know what holes they don't have anymore. Um, so yeah, so not too long from us. Uh, I mean, the Niners, I guess my last thing I wanted, I want to say is that their options are open. They can trade up for a quarterback. They can trade down and try to acquire more picks. Um, they can draft a safety. They can draft another edge rusher. They can, they can, um, draft a corner if they want to. I mean, their options are open. There really isn't like a, like a super duper duper big need left for them to fill. Um, I think this roster, should they keep Garoppolo, can still contend. I don't know whether that means playoffs or Super Bowl, but I think they can still be pretty damn good, um, even if Garoppolo is still at quarterback. It's all about just staying healthy with him, um, which, you know, the opinions on him are. And it, okay, so I did this I did this research last night because I was interested in the whole Garoppolo injury thing. Um, so he didn't have any injuries in college ever. Um I don't think he had any injuries in high school either. So this stuff is injury prone. Like in Vicious said this before, he doesn't believe in the injury prone narrative. And I kind of agree with him because it's tough because it's football. It's physical. Things happen. Um, But it's not like, and there's also, here's my stance on this. I think Garoppolo is more unlucky than he is injury prone. Because if we're looking at the injuries, separated shoulder, 
got landed on, you know, by a linebacker in, in a weird motion. So, I mean, that, you know, that kind of thing is a sprain. He wasn't out for the season. He could have came back and he just missed the final two games. Brissett played. Brady came back. End of story. Um, the ACL, like ACL, like I don't think there's any workout you can do that strengthens your ACL. He just took a cut. ACL tore up, you know, and then he was gone for the season. And then the ankle sprain, you know, big lineman. I guess you can say, you know, if he moved, maybe he doesn't get injured there. Maybe he can play in a way that protects himself better. Um, but Lyman lands on your ankle, it rolls, you know, like, it's nothing that, like, it's not like it's, like, a reoccurring, like, hamstring thing, or he's, or, like, maybe it's, like, a, like, reoccurring knee injuries, or just reoccurring sprains of a certain area that makes him miss game. There's nothing that's, like, reoccurring. It's all just, like, like, freak accident kind of stuff. So, I don't know, like, if, like, the Niners are that crazy to bet on him being healthy for a season because it's not as if he just gets banged up every time he gets touched. I mean, he took some hits uh, both in 2017 and 2019 when he played a lot of games where it's like, ooh, that's a tough hit, and he gets right back up like, like nothing's like nothing is wrong. Um, so, I mean, I don't – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and just say, like, he has no injury problems because he's been – he's missed uh, – I think he missed more games than he's won in the past three seasons for the Niners or at least past two seasons. Um, no, yeah, past three because he played all 2019. But I mean, I, I just don't want to go and say he's injury prone. Like he's just he's just guaranteed to not ever be healthy. Because I don't think health was ever an issue for him until like a couple of freak accidents. Um, so the Niners might not be that crazy to, to you know to bet on him for one more year, in my opinion. And the team can still be good if he plays. I think it's because if they were healthy last year, like people, I think Grant Cohn said a tweet like the Niners are basically bringing the same team back. Like it's the same team plus Epicom and Alex Mack. And if that team was healthy last year, that team is probably in the Super Bowl or at least in the title game against the Buccaneers. Um, so, I mean, I think the team can still be pretty good um, whether Garoppolo is, is back or not. It's up to them whether, I mean, because, I mean, the biggest thing for me and why I would draft the quarterback and now my little last piece is now turned into a whole rant for me. I'm sorry. Um, but the biggest reason to replace Garoppolo for me would be because they're not committed to him. I mean, I think it's obviously the money didn't turn out to be an issue, turn out to be an issue because they kept a lot of guys around that I did not think was possible. But I think this is a lack of commitment would be a reason to, to move on. Um, and maybe they move on in a different way. Maybe they draft Davis Mills in the third or fourth round, and then they sit him for a year behind Garoppolo, let Garoppolo play, and then they trade him next year. After Mills has a year, but you know, on the bench, just kind of learning and, and I'm not, I'm not saying to draft that, you know, Davis Mills, but I'm saying I can understand if that's the route that they went. Um, but the team can still be good with Garoppolo. Let's not get that twisted. I wrote an article for the Gold Mine, uh, 49ers Gold Mine, 49ersGoldMine.com. If you want to find it, um, saying the, the Niners can still be successful with Garoppolo at quarterback, and I, I believe that even more so because of the guys they brought back. Um, I don't think they, like, have to trade him to be good next year. Like, they, there's no way they can be good if Garoppolo is back. Like, I don't believe that for one second. But, I mean, I just think that's my point. This team, whether Garoppolo is back or not, can be pretty good. I, I mean, we can't, like, pencil in the Super Bowl, but it's certainly possible they can get to one. Um, so just be happy about the offseason. That's my, that's my last message there. Just be happy that the team is in a good position. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. And I think your Garoppolo point, I've been saying that all along. The only reason I want Garoppolo gone is because Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust him. That's why I was saying a guy like Sam Darnold, who I'm no longer on the train for, the, by the way. 
Uh, I would say I would I said he was an upgrade because if we got him, Kyle Shannon would trust him more than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I mean, if it, if just in general you're comparing the two, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely better than Sam Darnold. And even though Garoppolo is not the best quarterback, he's still a decent quarterback, and he helped this team get to a Super Bowl, which I do still think he can do. But Kyle Shannon doesn't trust him, and that's why I believe that the 49ers should move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's what they're probably looking to do. They're probably looking to move on from him. But yeah, just be happy with what we've done this offseason. We put ourselves in the position where we don't have that many needs. The offensive line can really protect whoever our quarterback is next year. I think he can really fit. There's a lot of guys who can fit in that quarterback that can do well. Even though Sam Darnold being one of them, I think now you have the assets. The only reason I don't want him now is because you have the assets and you have more expandable assets um, to go get a guy like Deshaun Watson to trade up in the draft. You have more expandable assets to do that. So I think waiting it out, waiting for the draft, waiting for Watson. I know there's only like a few options there, how you can do that. You might have to give up a lot. You will have to give up a lot, I should say. But it's worth it. It's your franchise quarterback. You're not going to give up. Yes, you're going to give up a lot, but it's not going to hurt your team detrimentally. So I think right now you're in a position where a lot of stuff's going to work out. Now that you have a better sense of what this team is, I think there's going to be a lot more quarterback rumors coming out. I think you're probably looking at more of a high-profile guy than a low-profile guy because I think, I mean, draft picks are going to be more expandable. That second-round pick in particular, in my opinion, more expandable now that you don't have as many needs. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just going to work out anyway. Whatever way, whatever way it works out, I think we're going to be fine at quarterback next season. So yeah, man. I mean, the only way I wouldn't be fine at quarterback is if you just sign some guy like, I don't know, some random guy off the street. But other than that, you're looking pretty good at quarterback. So yeah, I like how this offseason been going. Looking forward to much more. All right. That's going to do it for us. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, my profile at Bay Kobe, Sam at Niner Wire Sam. Um, also, sub to his, his uh, YouTube channel, Niner Wire on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, follow the podcast social at Talking Niners Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. I haven't put up an Instagram post in a while. I'll try to remember this time. I might not. We'll see how it goes. Um, and yeah, make sure if, uh, if you're on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it, I don't know. Um, I'm an Android guy, you know. Screw Apple. I'm an Android guy. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a Spotify guy, but Android? Yuck. Oh, come on, man. Whatever. Sorry, uh, my uh, battery fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you rate and review. It helps us out, um, especially if you enjoy the show. Uh, we're getting more listeners in um, almost every episode. It's becoming more consistent. We, we see you guys, uh, all you new guys tuned in. We see you guys. We appreciate it. Um, spread the word. You enjoying the podcast? Spread the word. Let's, let's keep growing. Let's keep growing this thing. Um, you know, I like seeing numbers go up. I like seeing numbers get higher, you know? So uh, it's got me excited. If you're enjoying it, if you know others would enjoy it, tell your friend, tell your friend to tell a friend, tell your friend to tell his dog to tell a friend, you know, whatever you got to do. Um, and uh, that's it. So uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we will see you guys within the next week. Um, and as always, go Niners. See ya.